This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Oh, episode number 59. Getting closer to the big 6 Yeah, with yeah. Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group, Mark Potter and Mike Bradley alongside... This first portion sponsored today by the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance. Located in Stevensville at 112 Logkinney Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park. They have 24-hour gym access. More information at theedgetrainingacademy.com. I would also encourage you to check out the edge360.net slash gala. Yeah, they're having a big elegance with an edge gala on March 4th at the Ken Island Resort. Uh, time to get tickets is now. Uh, time's running out. Yeah, a little less than a month. Yeah, yep. and uh, I am going to be emceeing that event. So, Very nice. Yeah, yep. looking looking forward to that. Um, and uh, they're giving out some awards and raising money for all the things that uh, the Giving the Edge Foundation does mm-hmm. to help kids across the community. We've done a few podcasts from there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have. Yep. So Our very first one. All right. So big show today. Um, the next two weeks, we're going to focus on uh, student athletes that were, so to speak. Yeah, where are they now? Yeah, yeah. where are, yeah. that's a good, there you go. Yeah. Where are they now? And uh, the one you reached out to this young man, uh, he took off to Richmond, Virginia mm-hmm. as a uh, graduate from Stephen DeGator High School, and it's uh, Ashton Snellshire. And uh, hey, good morning. Morning. How you guys doing? Oh, I, I'm doing well. Doing Thank great. You. Appreciate you coming on with us uh, this week. Yeah, yeah. I, of course, I was a little surprised by the request, but more than happy. Yeah. Well, you know what? With the transfer portal, you know, the, as hot as it has been the last two years, I mean, mm-hmm. we got to make sure you haven't entered into the uh, portal yet. Oh no, no, no! I love it here. Okay, Staying here definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. He uh, Ashton. The, for those that don't know, he is a Richmond Spider, uh, which is a a unique campus. Um, but uh, I, I guess you've uh, acclimated yourself to the party scene down there pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I would say all that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Mom and Dad might be listening. If he's doing it right, he doesn't. He doesn't have much time to do, to do any of that. In fact, Ashton, we'll say a couple of things. Uh, first, I mean, we love following players that have made it to the next level, and we've seen the base side really grow and start to produce a lot of college players and i had a good talk with your dad at the uh, decatur event at buxy's back in december uh when luke murgott it was kind of his you know send off on signing day it was and a uh, good talk with your dad and all that i didn't even know who he knew who i was and uh, but we you know mark and i got talking and saying you know we we need to have though uh grads who are in collegiate ranks now and talk about that experience uh at the next level so uh that's uh that's why we're on or why you're on i should say excuse me well. Well, you guys are world famous. Uh, of course my dad will know about you. <laughs> <laughs> Way to suck up right off the get-go. I like it, Ashton. <laughs> famous, I hope, for the right reasons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, listen, let's get right to it. Um, you uh, elected to go to Richmond. Uh, you had a walk-on spot um, there. And Billy Kosh was the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach last year for uh, the Richmond Spiders, who just had a great year. I mean, averaged, I think, what, 31 points a game. He had been the offensive coordinator at uh, VMI uh, for two years and then came there and now has left for Western Michigan. What does that do for Ashton Snellshire? Well, first off, you know, Coach Kosh, he gave me the opportunity here and um, obviously had a great year and, like, 
he had the opportunity to go to Western Michigan, and it's a great opportunity for him and his family. So I have, can't really be mad at him for anything like that. I can only just be grateful that he got me here. But um, for me, you know, we promoted from within. So our wide receiver coach, Winston October, and our offensive line coach, Adam Ross, they were both promoted as co-offensive coordinators. Hmm. So didn't so our, everything is the same as far as the system and the terminology. So it's been a pretty seamless transition so far. Now you redshirted this year, right? I did, yeah. Okay, so you still got your eligibility. And what what are the plans going forward for the fall season of 2023? So right now we're focused on just getting through spring. Uh, we have spring practices coming up in um, early March. And right now we're doing some off-season workouts, which are getting a little tough. But as far as going into the season, we're just trying to get as much done as we can. we got a lot to replace, but we also got a lot coming back. So pretty excited. Let me dial it back for a second. You were, my understanding, was a preferred walk-on. What's the difference between a preferred walk-on and a regular walk-on? So preferred walk-on, it's a spot given – it's an opportunity given from coaches. It's not like before you go on, it's a, if you get the preferred walk on, it's a guaranteed admission, guaranteed, um, guaranteed roster spot. Um, I didn't have to try out or anything. It's basically, I get all the same perks as a scholarship player. Just, I have, I'm paying for the school part of it, but I mean, I get the same gear, get the same treatment as everything. And it's for, it's a year to year basis. So hopefully if I, have a good spring, then you know, things can change and I start getting get on some scholarship money. Let me ask you this, Ashton. I know you had some other opportunities elsewhere. Why did you decide, and certainly the preferred walk-on, as you just mentioned, you do have a spot on the team, which is great. Why did you decide to go this route, maybe a tougher route than maybe going somewhere else where you, you had maybe uh, more of a shot of maybe even playing from year one? What, why did you make the decision to go to Richmond? Yeah, yeah, I definitely had opportunities at other schools where I felt that I felt confident that I could play early, but I also wanted to believe in myself and I really had that belief that I could come to a division one program and compete. So it was just all about belief and kind of just like betting on myself to, you know, being what I think I am and what I think I can be. So it was kind of a mixture of those two things. And also the, the education here is unmatched compared to other places that I could have, could have attended. Um, campus is beautiful here. As soon as I got on, I got on, got here. I knew that I would love it. Um, just a mixture of a lot of things. Me and Coach Kosh had a relationship when he was at VMI, and I really believed in the system. So it's a mixture of a lot of things. But I'm definitely happy I made the decision to come here. With Coach Kosh deciding to leave, I mean it's it, it's tough uh, for all of the players that he's worked with directly. I mean he was the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach as well. Have you heard anything along the lines of what the new coaching staff, the, you know, the new co-coordinators, I realize they came from, from within, so they're familiar with you. Have you heard anything, words of encouragement, or, or maybe signs that maybe you'll be able to compete for one, you know, P1 or P2 on the depth chart? Yeah, yeah, so when – before Coach Kasha left, we had an exit exit meeting like they do with every player, and he really just reinforced that I've been doing a good job and that I can compete. And then with the new coaches, you know, we're just trying to get settled in. You know, there's not much reinforcement as far as them because they're they're still they still have things that they need to worry about. But 
we've been meeting a lot, and I can tell, I can give a, get a sense that they're pretty confident in me. So I just have to keep proving it. Yeah, uh, and Ashton, let me ask you this because I know I had a good, as I mentioned, good conversation with your dad. He was talking about the fact that you know, as a preferred walk-on compared to somebody uh, who had a scholarship. And again, not that you weren't recruited; you were recruited quite a bit. Uh, but talk about maybe the mentality a little bit, the difference between you know being recruited as a scholarship player as compared as compared to a walk-on, and how maybe um, you don't maybe take things for granted as much, and 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 you have more. Of that, you know, pale, uh, that blue collar, uh, you know, lunch pail type of mentality compared to maybe some who it's it's just a little bit different, maybe the mentality from a scholarship standpoint. Yeah, it definitely lights a fire up on the, you know, you like to think that like that you're good enough, and I believe I am, but you know, some people will like that are here, they're getting money and, and stuff like that. But it's also, it gives me gratitude for a lot of things. Like, certain things that some some people may not get like a world-class education here or you know whenever we get all this like new gear that we that keeps coming in brand new shirts brand new sweatshirts stuff like that and it kind of brings more like I, I have more like a connection to that and like how like this is really going to benefit me long term but it definitely definitely reinforces that blue collar attitude where you just got to put your nose down and keep working and just keep trying to prove yourself right so there is a host of quarterbacks that are on that roster there at Richmond. Uh, I don't know. Did uh, I guess Braxton Hughes and Reese Sedinsky, they uh, they graduated this year, right? They were graduate students and such, So and a redshirt senior. Have they moved on, or are they coming back again? Yeah, so um, when I went in, there were six. I was the sixth quarterback on the roster. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after this season, Bo English, Reese, and Braxton are all moving on. Okay. So now, so now it's three of us, and mm-hmm. then we just we just had a um, we had a freshman come come in um, for early enrollee here. So now it's going to be four total uh, on on the depth chart this year. So you've got Jackson Hardy, who is a redshirt sophomore, and uh, uh, Kyle Wickersham. That's um, right. You know, Wickersham came out of uh, Louisiana. Yeah, and, that's right. And he's a redshirt freshman, so they got a year on you. Uh, the other kids out of Georgia, and obviously, I, you're, you're, I would imagine in the quarterback room, you guys are pretty tight with one another. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a great those top top people that you'll ever meet, Kyle and Jackson. Just oh, nice people, welcoming. Um, really made it an easy transition. Honestly, uh, me and Kyle are really close. Me and Jackson are really close, and we have built a pretty good relationship, especially in this in the spring, getting with all the wide receivers and everything. Mm-hmm. So def- definitely, definitely happy with the type of guys that are in the room. It's not there's no bad blood or anything for taking over spots. It's everyone understands what it is. So it's definitely been a good situation for me. Let's talk about that transition for a second. What's been the toughest part of that transition, and what's been the easiest thanks to coming from a good program that you had with Coach Coleman, Coach Croto, and, and the staff that they have there? Yeah, definitely the, type, the I would say the easiest first was. Um, the intensity of practices that was a big thing we emphasized over at Decatur was that everything was fast paced and everything was really intense and I know you guys have been to a practice there and mm-hmm. we're pretty surprised at the fast pacedness of it but it just became natural to us and it's really similar in college that everything is on a tight schedule there's five minute periods and there's no transition time so mm-hmm. as soon as that five minute period's up you got to be on to the next period doing stuff doing whatever you're supposed to be doing Every day you come in with a schedule on what you're supposed to do each period. 
So I've definitely been acclimated to that before. So I, was, I thought practices were a lot easier to me than other freshmen that hadn't been used to things like that. I'm going to try and get Mike onto my JV staff this year at, uh, at Easton so I can show him, you know, what it's like, you know, coaching in that environment uh, you know, nowadays because, you know, kids are a little different than back when Mike went to school. So, yeah, yeah plus there's a lot yes of, and you, know, no. and you know how those private school kids are, Ashton, you know, I mean, they're. You know, because he went to Calvert Hall, so you know how yeah. that is. So, yeah, yeah they get spoon-fed their offense instead of learning the hard way. Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> well, what's the – on the other flip end of that, though, what's been the toughest part of your transition? Um, I would say, you know, the depth of offense we have. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot different. It's the same, like, concept, same – kind of philosophy, mm-hmm. but just the overall depth of everything that we can do. I mean, we, there's things like almost all of our plays in high school are just base plays that every that every college has. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's just so many different variations and so many different uh, formations that we can get to and things like that. And on the football side, that was the hardest thing for me. But it just took a lot of, just took a lot of work, honestly, to try to get used to it. And right now I'm in a good spot with it. But definitely just the depth of the playbook. How many plays do you have? Have um, you count? Have you counted? <laughs> no, no. It's all, I bet you it would be impossible to count because yeah. there, we ha, we'll have concepts, and then we can get to that concept through a formation and a motion. We can line up in the for, in the final formation off like in the beginning without any motions. Right. We can we can run the concept with two receivers with three receivers. Yeah. We can add a tag to to one of the routes. So it's it's a lot. It can it, it can be a lot. It can be overwhelming unless you have a complete understanding of what like you're trying to do on offense and a complete complete understanding of the philosophy. If you don't have that, then it can just be overwhelming. So do you think it's a little more difficult than the uh, Russell Croto offense? <laughs> no, 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 hate the Croto. Uh, <laughs> no, he yeah, he listens to this podcast, so watch what it. you say. <laughs> He's doing a great job. No, yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah. No, there, there's no doubt. The college playbook, just like the NFL playbook, they're they're in depth. There's a, there's a lot you can do, and it's. Uh, yeah, it can be intense. I, I don't know how you guys do. I give you a, lot, a ton of credit. I know my best friend played uh, the first couple of years at Division Three at Juniata up in Pennsylvania, and he had a head coach that was a big uh, passing guy. And, you know, I just – the amount that he had to try to take in with the playbook was substantially more than what we had in the high school level. We went from a wing tee, you know, that we ran junior and senior year to him running a wide-open four- and five-spread offense like that. So yeah. quite a transition. Now, at least you guys, yeah, ran the spread, ran the uh, pistol at Decatur. Yeah, I tell you what the biggest difference is as far as being able to put in that many plays and that many concepts is just the amount of time we have with the offense in practice because everyone's a one-way player in college. Yeah. So practice, if practice in high school was two hours, two and a half hours, you only get an hour with the offense. But now we get two and a half hours with the offense plus meeting and during practice plus meeting times plus everything plus film work after after practice. It's a lot, but it definitely makes it so that we're more capable of getting more stuff in, getting more plays in. Talking with Aston Snellshire, a Stephen Decatur grad, now a Richmond Spider. This next segment sponsored by Midshore Exteriors. Handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let the Master Elite GAF certified and Shingle Master Roofers take care of your home or business today. Get more info at Midshore Exteriors. 
com. So we've been talking about the football part of it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that, you know, are, we're hoping we'll have the opportunity to move on to the next level. And the next level could be JUCO, could be D1, 2, or 3. Mm-hmm. One of the things you always hear student athletes talk about when thinking about the difference between D1 and D2 to D3 is that when you go D1, they kind of own you. And what I mean by that is with the programs, give us right now in your, as, as we're working through February, give us what your daily grind is like from the time you get up, including the time, uh, to how your day processes, classes, teamwork, and, and what you try and do. And the college grind, what does your day consist of? Yeah, so I'll, I'll take you through what I'm doing now, and then I can take you guys through what we do in season if you want that too. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so right now in the off season, we have um, I have a 7 a.m. lift every weekday. So Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. lift for an hour and a half. So I'm getting up at 6:15, 6 6:20 around somewhere around then, getting over to the facility, um, kind of getting some getting some water, getting the granola bar in me, and going to lift. And then after that, we um we go to class. So during the off season, we have to schedule. We we have more free time to schedule classes. So right now, I'm taking two classes every day besides Friday. I don't have a class on Friday, but then after class or before class, yet yeah, we have to make time to come back to the facility and getting you know your extra work in. Um, so you're either going there, you're stretching, doing mo- doing speed work, doing mobility stuff, going to the training room, stuff like that. So I would say. Every Monday and Wednesday, I go over and do some stretching and some some the sauna. I go into the sauna for 20 minutes, um, and I'll I'll do that after class. And then we're starting to pick up on meetings with our position position groups um, today, actually. So that'll be at some time in the afternoon too. And then Tuesday and Thursday, um, we have from 4:30 to 5:30. We're starting our um, conditioning workouts. Um, so on top of lifts in the morning, we'll have our conditioning workouts from 4.30 to 5.30 uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and then at some point in between those, we've, we're gonna, we have to find time to throw with receivers. So it usually ends up around like 3.30 on Tuesdays or maybe after, after or at 5.30 if we can get lights on to an extent. And then Saturday mornings, we, um, we throw with receivers too. So, so you're, that's the off-season schedule. And you're in bed, uh, well, you know, because it sounds like you're taking a total of four classes. Four classes, that's right. Okay, so that's uh, 12 credit hours at least. So that's, uh, you know, a uh, full, you know, full time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, what about, so you're getting to bed then out of season, what time? Um, I try to try to get in my bed and like falling asleep between 9.30 and 10.30. Mm, late. So, <laughs> so and, and do you to, have mandatory study hall? I mean, so you all yeah, get your I, homework I was, done. I was about to mention that. So every week, um, we need to do eight hours of study hall time. Mm-hmm. Um, logged into the computer, so we we'll have to get. We'll have a. We have an athletic, um, academic kind of achievement building mm-hmm. that's right around the corner. So we have to log eight hours in there, along with Sundays uh, from four to five thirty. All freshmen have to be there. Uh, so it's mandatory at that time. But other than that, we kind of have suggested suggested times during the week to go, and then 
then you kind of work around that. You just have to get eight hours. My goodness. Talking to Ashton Snellshire, we're going to find out what his in-season schedule is like in this next segment. Sponsored by Perrette Moy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Perrette and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies. So step away from the pain by calling Perrette Moy Therapy Associates at 410-604-2982. So we just heard what it's like out of season what about in season? Yeah. So in season, um, we can't take a class um, any time before twelve. So we, the football is, is taking up our time up until eleven usually, mm-hmm. and then we need time to eat. And then we, we take we start our class schedules at twelve or one thirty, whenever you can get scheduled. Mm-hmm. So on mon- Mondays are off. Mondays are off day, and then Tuesday we have um, we have. Tuesday and Wednesday are kind of workday practices, so those are those will be our hardest practices. You'll wake up at we uh, wake up at around six fifteen. Still, um, we'll have you have to get breakfast at some point, and meetings start at. Uh, see if I can remember. It's been so long. Meetings were starting at um, around seven forty five. Hmm. So seven forty five meetings start, and before that, if you have to get you have to get dressed for practice, and you have to get like taping. Any um, prehab work you're going to do in the training room, you have to get that done. So really, you want to get have to get the facility at around seven to get all that stuff done and get changed and everything. And then you show up to the pre-practice meetings, and then you go there for an hour. And then straight from meetings, we go out to the practice field for around two hours, two hours fifteen minutes. So you're practicing in the morning then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we pra- we practice from nine to eleven usually. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And then on Thursdays is um, our walkthrough day. So. Um, we'll have a lift on Thursday morning um, at around at eight, I believe, either seven or eight. I can't remember because I'm because the freshman we had to do a um, kind of like a freshman initiation lift on Thursday mornings at six a.m. during the season. Hmm. So that that was kind of like a hard day. So we had to hmm. do that, and then we would have an hour long meeting at nine o'clock on Thursdays, and then a ten o'clock walkthrough. And after that, we'd be done. And then on Fridays, it would be kind of our it was, what we call it is Fast Friday. So it's about an hour and a half practice, hour fifteen. So we'll have that starts at nine, and there's no meetings on Fridays because we've kind of we have the whole game plan in, and we're just we just need to get a few more reps on everything, kind of mm-hmm. getting the juices still flowing, and then after that we'll go into the bus if it's an away game, and head over. Wow. Man, we appreciate you sharing that with us. That, that is, that's truly a grind. Yeah, your time's accounted for pretty much every minute, every hour, every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you, you can never make it to Cary Street, <laughs> I guess, uh, in season. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we've been down to Cary Town. There's some good places good place to eat down there. Yeah, yeah, there are. To Mark's from Northern Virginia, he knows the Virginia scene, so he knows Richmond and all that as well. So. I, I lived in Richmond for three years. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Cary Town's a great place. Yeah, 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 it is. I, I actually lived in uh, the, the Midlothian area. So. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I've been to uh, the Richmond Spiders. I've been to cheer on the girls' basketball team there a time or two. And, yeah. uh, you know, when I used to go down there and announce for arena racing, which was That's always right. at the Richmond Coliseum, which is now closed because it was going to fall in on somebody. <laughs> but, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, it, it's just it, it's good to hear that, uh, you know, that you're enjoying yourself and you found and you found a college home. 
what kind of advice would you give uh, kids that are, and when I say kids, I'm talking about middle school kids and, and even maybe even freshmen that that have a dream of wanting to play the next level? What what kind of Ashton Snellshire advice can you give them? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I would say the number one thing is you have to you have to love it. Like it's it can be hard, but from my from what I can what I've experienced so far, it's only difficult if you don't love it. And so hmm. all like all all the grind hours, like it's fine because this is what I chose to do and this is what I want to do. And you bring up a good and, point there because, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I mean you're a redshirt freshman. You. I, you knew you weren't getting to play, yeah. and yeah. yet you did the grind every single day. Yeah, yeah, and you, it, you'll never be able to get through it if you don't love it and truly love it and just make sure this is the only thing you want to do. And um, that's a big thing for me that I've really learned. And another thing is that, um, let's see, is that just being consistent every day. Mm-hmm. And you can't just take days off and just it, – it, a lot of like hard work and getting through, getting to the next level can seem hard at the beginning when you're looking at the big picture. But if you just do it all, if that's if you just do it day by day and just keep stacking those days, then it, it can honestly be pretty easy if you just take it a day at a time. Because if you really, if you sit back in your freshman year and you're like, this is the amount of work I have to do to be good enough to go play Division One or whatever whatever level of college football, then it can seem like a lot. But it really, it's it is not a lot as, as much as it seems like a lot it it can it can feel like it's not that much because it's just it just becomes of your everyday routine and it's just what you do well and ashton i know when i was in high school one of the things that we had in school were open periods free periods and they did that because they wanted you to be able to learn about managing your time planning your time and being responsible about your time and, and certainly i know you've got a lot of hours that are already accounted for but in the time that you do have that's free time you have to manage that because you have to get yourself uh you know a quality education which you get there but you have to take time to study um you have to take a little time for yourself to you know to relax and try to distress a little bit and get away from it and and various other responsibilities you may have so that's a really important thing uh, i think for high schoolers to to you know to really make sure that they spend their their free time wisely because that just gets accelerated when you go to college and do what you're doing yeah and i tell you like the classes aren't easy and it's a lot of work and if you don't we already don't have enough hours in the day so you really have to like plan your weeks out and our academic advisors do a great job of having us plan, making us plan our weeks weeks out. And you know, this is the work we're going to do today. This is the work we're going to do then. And just it, it is. It can be it can be difficult to be a time, to manage your time when you don't have a lot of it. And but I feel like that I've done a pretty good job of it. And as long as you just keep everything in perspective and just be grateful for everything, I think it can be easy. And I have to think, too, Ashton, with all the work that you put in and all the players, all your teammates and all that, there are some times, though, on game day where you're like, yeah, this is so worth it because the game yeah. day experience, and you could you could walk us through that a little bit, that you're one of the very few people that get to do something uh, at the collegiate level that's so cool with college football. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely just uh... – whenever you win a game and you're in that locker room after and just everybody's happy and everybody's dancing and screaming and you just realize that you put in a week's work of worth, a week's work of work, I guess. And, um, and you just, 
and, and that all led to a win. That's why I found in football it's more gratifying to win and more devastating to lose just because, you know, in other sports like baseball, which I played, it's, you just showed up for the most part and you had three games in the week or two games in a week. But in football, you have to it's, – it's hours. It's hours a day to just try to be in the best position to win a, win a game. And as, as, at the end, you do. Then it just feels like it's all worth it. And it's definitely the, probably one of the more gratifying feelings in the world. Queenstown Bank, your community bank on the eastern shore with nine branches across four counties, conveniently located in or near your hometown. Stop in any Queenstown Bank location, call 410-827-8881, or visit queenstownbank.com and see how Queenstown Bank can work for you. Queenstown Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. So Ashton Snellshire with us. He is a Stephen Decatur grad. He's now a Richmond Spider. And I, you kind of answered my question, so I wasn't sure if if you got to travel a lot you know, this year with the team as a preferred walk-on, knowing you weren't going to play. Did you get to travel to all the games, or were there some you had to stay home from? No, no. On the, the away games, um, there was a, most, most freshmen, especially towards the beginning of the season when there weren't any in- injuries, um, just stayed because I think there was a limit on how many to travel, but mm-hmm. I didn't travel for the games especially with there being six quarterbacks on the roster. Right. We all, and we, we had our starter pretty set in stone, Reese. And um, so we really only needed four, maybe five, um, if, we're, if, we were, if we needed it. But we really only need four or five quarterbacks at a, on, on a game day, especially in the away game. So it, and, and I, didn't, I didn't travel, but for the home games, I did dress. Uh, Mike, I mean, you're probably familiar with uh, Reese Shudinski. He uh, he actually transferred in from Maryland, right? From VMI, and yeah. then right, and then came uh, and then came back to to Richmond. So yes. Uh, well, let me ask you. So that has to be odd on game day for the team to be on the road, you not to be with them. Talk to us about how game day is when they're on the road and you're in ca- or you're at campus. Um, how how does that day go for you? So a lot of it. Um, so we wake up. Well, games were around twelve, between twelve and two, mostly mm-hmm. in the CAA. So we would wake up and you know get some breakfast, and then almost everyone that was, that wasn't traveling would all meet up in the locker room, and we would have the game up on the screen, and we would just watch it together. And you know sometimes if we wanted to like have some fun, we would try to like guess like what play was being ran here, yeah. <laughs> or we would try to like see the signal callers on the sideline if they were on the right sideline for it. But it was definitely a weird feeling. I never felt anything like that before. But hopefully, I don't get used to it. Yeah, yeah. Do, now, do do you have to work out at all that day, or is that a day where you're able to have a little bit of rest and um, just watch the game and and get some studies done? Oh yeah. Once the team leaves, um, there's nobody back. There's nobody. That's no coaches that are there. So mm-hmm. you there. It was. It's mostly just free time. You can go into the weight room. The weight room's open for I think two hours on the weekends. At least the athletic weight room, the recreational weight room is open, mm-hmm. but you can you can get some extra work there, or just take time to relax. Honestly, well, look, would look. You, I'm sorry, real quick, Mark. Would you take notes during some of the games and 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 then talk to your quarterbacks coach or I mean to Coach Kosh about it? Would you would you do that or you just watch it and say I need a little bit of a break? We'll just watch the game. <laughs> I, tr- I tried to watch and then tried to see what happened, and then Sunday we would have um. We have our um, post game meetings and then a post and then a Sunday lift. Mm-hmm. So we have those in the afternoon, and um, 
so you come to the game or you come to the meeting with like you know some things you have to say because he'll ask uh, your thoughts about the game and stuff like that. Okay, so you'll, def- yeah. you'll, de- you'll definitely you'll definitely come ready to talk about the game and stuff like that. So I'm sitting here looking at your 2023 schedule. It, it's kind of a cupcake schedule, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I mean you, you have uh, Morgan State. You open up with Morgan State at home. Uh, and then September 9th, you travel to Michigan State. <laughs> you take on them. Uh, and then you have uh, Delaware State at home. And then you start your CAA schedule with Stony Brook, Hampton, Maine, Rhode Island, North Carolina, A&T, uh, Campbell, and uh, Elon. And, of course, uh, like usual, you wrap up the season with William and Mary. But that's got to be pretty cool to be able to go uh, knowing that you're going to be going to see uh, and, and maybe even play at Michigan State. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, I haven't, I've tried not to think about what it's going to be like. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> stadium, stadium of 80,000. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully I handle it pretty well. I don't know. I've never been in that situation. Uh, we were in Virginia. So at UVA was was pretty cool, especially running out of that tunnel and just seeing the sea of orange up on the berm. That was really cool. And Michigan State's, uh, I think, got twenty thousand more in their stadium. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. But, you know, it's, it's exciting. We, we need exciting. to work on getting you into Lane Stadium and, and playing uh, Virginia <laughs> Tech, so you can you, you experience that. I mean, hell, Old Dominion can beat them the last two years. Anything can happen. I think we went there my senior year of high school. Um, Richmond played there and almost pull, pulled out a win. Yeah. So. Uh, well, Mark's Mark's son goes to Virginia Tech, and so uh, Mark's a, a Hokies fan there. Uh, so that, that that's a reference. Now, Ashton, as a as a Maryland and a Michigan fan, as a Wolverines fan, yeah, I'd be rooting for you anyway. But I'm mm-hmm. especially going to be rooting for you guys to beat Michigan State. Uh, please take down <laughs> Sparty and East Lansing. Ugh. Yeah. Please, I'll be I'll be a, a Spider fan all the way. I'll even buy a sweatshirt if need be. You know. uh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm a Penn State fan, so I'm definitely I definitely want to win that game. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. Well, yeah. listen, um, we know you got to get back to class, and uh, we do appreciate uh, your time because I can't write you a note to get you out of yeah, class. Right. You know, so, I mean, In high you, school, maybe. If but you no. were in Decatur, we got it covered. Yeah, I know good, people yeah. there. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, uh, but when it comes to Richmond, I don't know anybody there. So, uh, um, But we do really appreciate you taking the time to join us today and uh, really giving us a, a look at the life of a D1 college student athlete. And, you know, just I got to commend you for your desire uh, to to stick with it. You know, even though you knew that you weren't playing on a redshirt year, the fact that you stuck with it, you went every single day, and I think your love for the sport of football obviously shows, and we wish you nothing but the best. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Definitely. Um, was would listen to you guys' pod over when I was a senior, trying to see what you guys try to pick some some motivation. Maybe you guys picked against us. <laughs> but, Mike usually did not that. often, Mike not often, picks. but here and there. I, I didn't do that. I never yeah. picked. It. Although Coleman yeah. will probably tell you that I always picked against him, but I never made picks. <laughs> well, well, I, well, you, you'll be happy to, as you know, you you know, you were a part of the foundation there that really turned Decatur around, and they obviously had a great season this past season, and uh, they're uh, they're going to be right up there preseason, uh, Ashton. So. 
Bowl. Uh, yeah. Tough to pick against them uh, too many times this upcoming season, or this past season for that matter. In other words, Mike's going to have them at number one, Ashton. One or two. So, one or two. But anyway. Well, ho- hopefully that means you guys stop picking against us. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah Mike. So, <laughs> Didn't happen often. But, Ashton, uh, listen, we appreciate so it. Thanks so much, and we will talk again soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Grab up your engines and gear up for adventure with our President's Day sales event at Preston Power Sports. Hi, Andrew Buckingham, General Manager here at Preston Power Sports, and we have deals to kickstart your year. Get up to $1,500 off a Kawasaki Brute Force 750. Also, for a limited time, Preston Power Sports is offering up to $2,000 off any Terex KRX 1000 in our inventory. Get up to 10% off all helmets and 15% off OEE accessories for the month of February, and gear up for the summer with our Sea-Doo pre-order sales event running until March 31st. Sea-Doo Watercraft on pontoons take all-out fun and adventure for your entire crew to incredibly new heights. You can see the whole Preston Power Sports inventory online at PrestonPowerSports.com or visit in person just off of Route 50 at 9477 Ocean Gateway, located across from Easton Airport. For your convenience, Preston Power Sports also provides home delivery. We're open President's Day Monday, February 20th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Again, that's Preston Power Sports just off of Route 50 or online at PrestonPowerSports.com. And remember... Power Sports costs less with Preston. And this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by For All Seasons Behavioral Health at Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at forallseasonsinc.org. We've got to thank Ashton Selsire for uh, joining us today, taking time out of what is obviously a pretty darn busy schedule. Yeah, you think? <laughs> he doesn't have much time, and he, yeah. he made time for us, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're going to talk with North Carolina grad and Salisbury running back, uh, Joey Biltstein. And uh, he'll be joining us next week, and we'll talk to him going the D3 route. And he's mm-hmm. had a successful career, and he's got one more year. He's coming back again. Yeah, yeah. So it's great COVID to see year. these young men do so well at the next level. Yeah, yeah. so uh, always good to see that. And uh, it just blows me away the amount of time that has to be given to the, the sport and, yeah. of course, also to the classroom. Well, and, and, and well, absolutely right. And Mark, the academics are so vitally important because just a small amount, as we know, go to the next level from college to the pros. But I think you brought it up, you know, in, in Ashton's case, he believed in himself. He took the preferred walk on instead of going somewhere else where he may have had uh, a much easier shot at starting from, you know, Jump Street from freshman year on. So you give him a ton of credit, but as he talked about, but as you highlighted there, you really have to have the passion uh, for the sport to do all this. And, and think about all the time that goes into a game that's played for between two and three hours, all the work that goes in for that. And for some, they play, some play none at all. In his case, right. as he's, you know, building his resume, if you will, or he's, you know, building equity in the team and, and with the coaches. Some play a little bit. Some play a lot. But whether you start, whether you come in a little bit or don't play at all, think about all the time that goes into a two- to three-hour game a week. And that's why football stands out to me so much. With all due respect to the other sports, you know, basketball, baseball, you get a quick turnaround. But all that goes in for football during the week to play a two- or three-hour game like that. And I give him credit. It really goes back to, and I'm trying to think, when we had Troy Brohan on. You know, he said when guys get to the minor leagues, it's like, 
you know, you find out the guys that love baseball and the guys that like baseball because right. you better love it to go through the grind that's a minor league, uh, a minor league lifestyle, just like for, you know, Snellsire at the college level to do all that he has to do. Speaking of baseball and uh, the grind, uh, congratulations to North Carolina high grad and Chesapeake College baseball standout Alan Sadoff, who was at uh, Erskine College. And uh, he just signed. He wasn't drafted uh, in the last uh, Major League Baseball draft, but he just signed a, a contract with the Seattle Mariners. And uh, he's nice. going to be in the Seattle Mariners program. And uh, he's, hey, he's throwing 95, 96 miles an hour and uh, getting it done. He played for the Frederick Keys in this past summer season. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they're now a summer season league. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, he didn't have a great summer season, but uh, he was invited uh, out to a pro camp um, and uh, did very well. And uh, so he signed a free agent contract with the Mariners. So That's congratulations great. to Alan Sadoff. Yeah. Uh, How kid, about that? A kid yeah. I coached. Yeah. You know, great kid. Yeah. He really yeah. is. I mean, that's a, that's a familiar name and, uh, in the mid Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I know I coached his sister. <laughs> uh, well, we've got, we've got, if you want, we've got some recruiting news. We do have a lot of recruiting news. Yeah. And uh, um, it, we were talking about D1D2. I mean, uh, National Signing Day was February 1st. Yeah, last Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, you've been doing a good job of keeping up with that and uh, sharing it at uh, on our Overtime Live Facebook page. Why don't you update us on all the people that have signed here lately? Yeah, so we had, uh, well, now former Y High head coach Isaiah Taylor on a few weeks ago on our podcast, and Y High with three players going to the next level. Wide receiver and outside linebacker Jordan Dickerson is going to West Liberty. Uh, fullback linebacker Chris Wells. Else will be going to Salisbury University, so uh, he'll be a teammate with Bildstein next year. And then quarterback, linebacker slash DB, Darius Foreman is going to Shepherd University. Which is a great fit for him, I think. Yeah, and they're the Cardinals, I believe, out there. And, and my alma mater's got a kid going out there at running back as well, so I saw Shepard, but that's a really solid uh, program. And, is, is, and I should know this, but I'm, I'm blanking here. Shepard is D2 or D3? I, I believe it's two. Okay, I, 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 right, because be I think Frostburg but... plays them. Right, yeah. and speaking of Frostburg, and that's the next tie-in here, um, we also had uh, a few more signees, but uh, Frostburg picking up another player, this time from Parkside, uh, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, Kyler Hayes. Hayden will be uh, a Frostburg Bobcat. And then also um, former uh, Parkside Rams running back Elijah Bivens committed to the new staff at Towson. So okay. congratulations. Uh, also, oh, you know what? And one other, we raved about him when we were talking about him. We were putting together all Bayside teams. But uh, Jabez Smith is going to Bowie State. And that's a very solid program in the CIAA. And actually, their former head coach is now at Morgan State, mm-hmm. which I thought was a good hire uh, to try to uh, you know turn that program around. You mentioned Morgan State's one of the teams that Richmond will be playing uh, in non-conference play when we had uh, Ashton Snellsire on just a little bit. So those those are the uh, recruiting updates that we have here over the last two weeks because we didn't have a podcast last week. Uh, Shepherd University is uh, Rams, by the way. Right. Okay. Why yeah. did I say Carl? Okay. So, my well, fault. I mean, it's yeah. all right. I mean, we don't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and uh, working on trying to find out uh, uh, what they are as far as uh, are they D two or D three. Um, but they are in uh, uh, Shepherdstown, West Virginia. We do know that much. And uh, <laughs> thank so, you, Mark. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that some people didn't know that, Mike. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, some of that, um, you know, for Darius to uh, play out uh, over the course of the uh, uh, next few years because uh, I think that'll do him well. Yeah, and, and a, a multi, yeah, a multi-threat guy, and got better as a passer as he went on in his high school career, and really threw a heck of a deep ball. Uh, and it certainly didn't help or didn't hurt, I should say, uh, to have. Uh, to have Malik Leatherberry to throw to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, but so, yeah, that, that's good Shepherd's stuff. D- Shepherd's D2. It is D2. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, good. I'm glad you found it quicker. There it is, and now I found it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you are right, Mike. Shepherd is D2. Uh, listen, I want to talk uh, high school basketball um, real quick, and uh, why don't we do that segment, sponsored by our friends at An Optical Gallery and Hook Sunglasses. Mm. You were just at An Optical Gallery. I was. I had my eye exam. It had been a few years. It should have been uh, the, more of an annual basis, and so we'll mm-hmm. get back to that, but I had a really good uh, exam. Thankfully, everything's good. Didn't need to change the prescription on the glasses, but I did talk to Bob, and uh, we'll be coming in, and uh, in fact, took a look, took a test drive on some of the hooked optics ah. uh, for the summertime and there was a certain kind that I liked that, boy, they, and he was not kidding when it comes to the glare about yeah. uh, um, taking the glare out. Right. He, he took me outside for a second and said, see that glare on the windshield? And then mm-hmm. I put on a pair of glasses and completely gone. I was like, yeah. oh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. They are top-notch stuff. Yeah. Um, but hook, a good staff there. Yeah, good staff Hook there. Optics, yeah. check them out, hookoptics.com. Uh, hook sunglasses and optical galleria bob and nikki did years and years of research and they custom designed the glasses that they want and they turned around and got the frames made from an italian company i mean they they go to italy a couple of times nice. and and they mm. went over there and they met with them and talked to them they wanted top notch quality and that's what they got and then the frames, I think the frames are actually being manufactured at the same place that the C-brand glasses that we don't want to mention mm-hmm. are made. They're just made to the specifications, right. which are, you know, um, more more of a grind, so to speak, using yeah. that word that we've been using. Um, you know, more to the specifications of what Hook wants, and that's top notch. So uh, there are folks winning fishing tournaments wearing these glasses because mm-hmm. they are that good. So... Check them out. Stop by any Optical Galleria location, uh, downtown Centerville on West Water Street, downtown Easton on Harrison Street, and in West Ocean City in the Teal Marsh Plaza. You walk in there. Thank them for supporting local high school high school sports with Overtime Live and Shore Sports. And, of course, you know, make sure you go and support local businesses that do just that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are grateful for their support. Eisenart.net, hookoptics.com. So high school basketball, uh, the the Bayside Championship games will be broadcast live on 94.3 Wink South FM. Uh, Matt Griffith and myself will have the call uh, from the Wicomico Civic Center. They're going back to the Civic Center now after a, a hiatus due to COVID and what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Going to be on Tuesday night, February 21st. Ken Island uh, girls team has already locked up the North Bayside title. Yeah, saw that. Yeah. Uh, as far as the boys Bayside title... Uh, really, I mean, Queen Anne's is basically a stone's throw away from wrapping up that title. Um, they've only lost one game, and that was to Y High. Mm-hmm. And, Nothing uh, to hang your head about. <laughs> right. And, uh, and they've got a three-game lead over Ken Island. Yeah. So, basically, Queen Anne's would have to fall on their face. It's theirs to lose, yeah, yeah for the it, North. Right. Is, yeah. And yep. it, it should be. 
um, Queen Anne's. And, of course, it'll be Y High. Although Y High's only got a two-game lead over J.M. Bennett. Right. Uh, Bennett's That's been a, a pretty competitive year. South, though, hasn't yeah, it? I mean, it with has. Bennett, Parkside, Decatur's up there as well. And then, of course, Y High goes without saying. Well, and Bennett is very stingy defensively. I mean, they've only given up 783 points this year in 15 games. You know, so uh, you know, compare that to Y High's given up 100 more points. Really? Yeah. Wow. They've given well, I, I guess the style that Y High plays, though, may lend itself to more opportunities just because it's a fast pace. But yeah. nonetheless, yeah, no, that, that is very impressive by the uh, by the Clippers. So I, yeah. I think it's probably going to be Y High again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butch Waller, I think he's got 893 wins It's crazy. Now. Yeah. Um, you know, how, how do you get that, you know? That's that's a lot of yeah. wins and a lot of seasons, but yet yeah. we talk about the grind. My goodness. Well, <laughs> and and think about too. We've talked about with the football program the culture that had to be changed there and some of the challenges there uh, with discipline and with the kids and, and, and just making sure that those kids know that you care about them, but also holding them accountable. Uh, that's not always been easy to do with the football program. Um, you know, they've had their ups and downs and, and coach Taylor got them back on track and hopefully it will remain that way. But coach Waller has maintained that the entire time. Yeah. And yeah, he's one of the all time greats. No question about it. I'm curious to get your thought uh, the, the Wicombe Youth and Civic Center is a great venue to have these championship games. I'm just curious, and it probably doesn't matter, but do you think they should alternate alternate sites where they have one year in the south, one year in the north? Does it even matter? Could they have it at Chesapeake in the north and Wicombe go in the south, or is it? am I overplaying it? Well, yeah. it, it, the home when, court advantage when the games were played, like last year, they were played on two different nights at Queen Anne's County At High Queen School. Anne's, right. right. Okay. And it happened, so happened that Queen Anne's was in both, right, for right. the boys and girls. Yeah. Right, and and, uh, and this year, that was a big they, advantage. They've gone yeah. back to the Wicomico Civic Center, and they get a lot of people there. You know, yeah. Chesapeake College can only hold like five hundred. Okay, that's. I true. mean, that's yeah. a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah. they get more than that. At, at why, yeah. The, the of course, why high is literally right across the street, though. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they, they don't. They can walk over to the arena yeah. from the high school. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, it's good they get to play in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as someone that uh, uh, got to coach, you know, there one time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it uh, it's a different game. It, it really is. But well, you got to um, make sure your fan base comes and well, supports you. And, yeah. and it's also, I mean, for the the shooter's eye is yeah. really different it's compared a bigger, to a high school. Right. Bigger arena. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah. you know, the stage is big. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think you know, there's a lot of jitters and, you know, that go into that. But sure. It's still a lot of fun. And it's it's an honor for the, the teams to be able to play in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And we'll have. Uh, the games are going to be presented. Of course, it's the Preston Automotive Group uh, you know, presenting our games. And as always, we get Cone Ice and Four All Seasons and uh, the Best Western Plus Easton. But Great. we, we got to mention Doc's. Uh, the family restaurants on mm-hmm. board with us as title sponsor for this game, yeah. as is Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. Very so, nice. Yeah. And I saw they presented a check a couple of weeks ago. That was a Five Facebook post. Five grand, baby. Yeah. And, and grand. talk about what that went to, Mark. And, and to help alleviate childhood hunger on the midshore, um, it's a huge problem. And, and I never knew that it was a problem as big as it is mm-hmm. until I got back into the school this year and coaching some of these kids that they don't have food. I mean, Coach Griffith has a cooler and just bends 
of food that a player can stop by and get food. I didn't know that, because but now. Yeah. they're not getting it. Yeah. You know, and they have it at school, but, you know, it's if they want a snack to help them get through the day. And, mm-hmm. and you know, um, and it doesn't cost them anything to be able to yeah. do that. And I think there's some kids that slip through the crack and should be getting free lunches, and, and they don't. And or Sometimes they're right above that line, but, yeah. but really that line, in their case, probably needs to be a right. little bit above them. Yeah, but yeah because yeah. of the situation. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, so it's a huge problem. And so thankful that Joseph W. McCartan Insurance joined us this year. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, if you... It's a great thing you've set up, though, because yeah. here here we're using high school football uh, for good and giving back to the community through positive things that are happening on the field vis-a-vis touchdowns. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they, they jumped on board with it. I mean, when I first told, uh, presented Mike McCartan with the idea... Go no further. I'm in. Yeah, it's a great you know? idea. And yeah. then, and yeah. then when uh, you know it was forty six hundred dollars this year, and he said, I, I called to tell him the amount, and he said, we're just going to stroke it for five. Yeah, grand. round it up. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. man, I, I appreciate. It. He says, no. Yeah. By the way, we're in for next year too. Yeah, I'm that's like, that's outstanding. I, I, yeah. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah. you know, I've switched my insurance to Joseph W. McCartan Insurance because, I mean, hey, their rates, and they were able to. Uh, make it happen, mm-hmm. and uh, I would encourage you to have McCartan, you know, insurance. Check out your insurance and make sure you're covered in the right areas, whether it's home, life, or or even your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, you make sure you're covered in the right areas. Check your coverages and check those rates because I know my rates went up with the company I was with before, and that put them in play. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, yeah, uh, you know, McCartan.com is where you can check them out. Uh, they have a location in Centerville, but they cover, you know, they can handle all of our listening area. Well, and something, and this isn't to try to pat ourselves on the back, but just to let you know that, you know, we believe in those that believe in us, that, you know, many of the advertisers that we have here, that we, we use them. You know, it, it, yeah. one way or the other. I know for me, Midshore Exteriors and Optical Galleria, um, Docs, um, you know, those are a few that stand out. You know, I've, I've given some donations to For All Seasons before, you know, the great job that, that Beth Ann does and all that. So, you know, we they believe in us, but we believe in them as well. So it's not just lip service when you hear us talking about them uh, during uh, Friday Night Lights or on this podcast. Absolutely. And I mean, it's not possible without all of our sponsors. Uh, we already know that, uh, you know, Roto-Rooter and U.S. Heating Air sponsoring the boys and girls pregame shows for the basketball mm-hmm. uh, coming up. And, you know, we have great sponsors. I'm able to just email, hey, are you interested? Boom, they're in. You know, for all seasons, Best Western Plus, East mm-hmm. and Kona Ice, Preston, they're all back. Yeah. You know, somebody like Preston, we're going into year 15. Yeah. And yeah. they've been with us since the beginning, just like yeah. And, and, and back when they were not as I mean, they were still big, but back when they were not as big as they were today, they they believed in us then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Docs has been with yeah. us all fifteen years, and Optical Galleria yeah. all fifteen years. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Willie at the edge, yeah. you know. Baltimore, was, don't forget, you know, Baltimore Dorn Frame. Baltimore Dorn Frame been yeah. with us longer because yeah. they started with us back before in the we Easter ever days. started yeah. Overtime Live. Yeah. Well, know? well, yeah. One of my my cousin's getting married, uh, yeah, from oh. the from the Schmidt family there this spring. So Who yes, yes. What's that? Which one is it? Uh, Tyler's getting married. Oh, Tyler. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we yeah. called his name many a time mm-hmm. yeah. on the broadcast uh, back when we yeah, were. Yeah, Richard and Tyler both play for Eastern, Eastern High School football. Yeah. So uh, 
that that's good stuff. Well, listen, uh, follow along. Next week, Joey Bootstein's going to be with us, and uh, that's going to be a good one. It, it will be, and as we continue to go, hey, where are they now? And, yeah. and seeing guys that uh, have made the leap from high school to college. All right, and Mark, with some coaching news, we've got some breaking news here. Uh-huh. Now, we know that there are two openings in the Bayside, well, coming into today, as we record this on a Monday, uh, at North Carolina and Y High. Well, as of just a few minutes ago, it was posted on social media that defensive coordinator James Matt McMurdo has been elevated to head coach. So an internal hire for Y High, Coach McMurdo will take over. He's a special ed teacher at Y High. He's been the defensive coordinator for the tribe over the last four years under head coach Isaiah Taylor. And uh, under McMurdo last season, Y High's defense gave up an average of just 13 points a game. So an internal hire, again, I I think, Mark, just early surface-type reaction is I think it's a good idea that they kept it internal with what they built there. I think they want to continue to add to it, and having somebody in-house I think will help in that transition greatly. And if I remember correctly, didn't Coach Taylor say that's who he wanted to see get the job yes. when we talked to him a couple yeah, weeks ago? Yeah, a couple ago. weeks ago, yeah. yeah. And you might think that he might not specify because he's got other assistants on that staff, but he did. And uh, that's exactly who they hired. And, again, I think it was a smart hire to do it internally uh, to keep things going as they have been with that continuity. And then there was one. North that, Carolina. That's right. That's right. Now, as I mentioned, you know, I, I don't know uh, in terms of assistant coaches what that will bring about because now there'll be a coordinator's job open. Maybe somebody gets elevated within, but, you know, it's old domino effect. So yeah. will they have to reach outside of Y High to fill a spot or two? We'll have to see. But you're right. Now there's now there's one with uh, North Carolina. And we'll see. Uh, they're supposed to be conducting interviews this month, and I would suspect we'll have an announcement by the end of the month uh, to know exactly what direction they're going in. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, that's one I'll be curious. And when it happens, you'll hear about it right here yeah. on Time Out with Shore Sports. Yeah, uh, we'll have to get uh, Coach McMurdo on here soon. Yeah, yeah well, maybe yeah. next week after uh, Joey Bilstein. You know what? Yeah, let's work on that. I will do it. You are the master of contacts, <laughs> so we'll let you work on that. <laughs> A simple text. We'll see how it all works out next week. We'll be talking to Joey Bildstein, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl, too. We got that next week right here. Yeah. And we'll have to throw uh, some college basketball in there, too, Mark. Yeah, we'll probably talk about that as well, because that huge win for Virginia Tech over UVA, uh, that was pretty spectacular. My son was and, telling me all about that. And my Terps are on a roll right now. They are. Doing yeah. really well. Yep. Yeah, it was nice to see uh uh, the Tech beat Syracuse. I was at that game. Too, yeah, we talked so, about it. Yeah, yeah, you and I talked so. on off-air about that a little bit. Now, I'm actually going to be at the Maryland-Penn State game doing my pregame show live from the courtside of Xfinity Center Saturday. Oh. Uh, Tip-off at noon, but I'll be there at 11, and it's great. I haven't been to a game in years because I'm usually in studio. Get to be at a game. I'm looking forward to it. That would so. be cool. Courtside. So courtside. Listen to Mike on 105.7 The Fan uh, starting at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Uh, Saturday, the... Uh, what is that? The the twelfth, right? Yeah. Yes, I think that's no, right. Eleventh. Eleventh. Yes. Yeah. Saturday the eleventh. So yep. 
But thanks for tuning in. Listen, share the heck out of this. Don't forget, check out ShoreSportsMD.com. We have sports that nobody covered. Yeah, we have wrestling, uh, you know, video. We also have swimming. Ken Island and Queen Anne's. Olivia Hensley went out and got a video of that. I couldn't tell you who's in the pool. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we have that. Uh, we also had Jack Poskoski, who was uh, at the Bayside Championship indoor track and field meet video uh, from all the running events there. Listen, we're doing our best. If you have something you want us to talk about on the podcast, maybe somebody to interview, send it to either Mark or Mike at ShoreSportsMD.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, it's another edition of Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on ShoreSportsMD.com.